Hello and welcome to our hard news podcast for knowledge at HEC. I'm the school's chief editor, Daniel Brown. Today, we look at the most widespread miscarriage of justice in the history of the United Kingdom and perhaps the world. 736 post office workers were wrongfully convicted of theft, fraud and false accounting between 2000 and 2014. That was the result of a fault in a Fujitsu computer system used by the UK Post Office. The consequences on human lives have been huge and inquiries are ongoing on how to repair them. So what does this teach us about the risks of faulty IT systems? How can AI solutions be developed to detect and prevent such intelligent anomalies? To answer these questions and more, I've turned to this brilliant HEC academic. Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Aluna Wang. I am Assistant Professor of Accounting and Management Control at HEC Paris. I'm also a chairholder at High Paris Center on Data Analytics and Artificial Intelligence, which is an interdisciplinary center created by both HEC Paris and the Polytechnic Institute of Paris. It's hard to imagine how a trusted British institution came to shatter so many ordinary lives. There's no justice here. I said, David, that's it. There is no justice. There was a day when they came. They've waited years for today. The chance to appeal their criminal conviction for stealing after the post office prosecuted them for anomalies in their accounting caused by a fault in the post office's Horizon software. They entered the court as criminals but walk out as innocent people. Just some of the testimony shared by the British TV channel 4 News. These submasters were prosecuted and imprisoned based on information from Horizon, a Fujitsu computer system installed 23 years ago. As the business world undergoes huge changes in their digital strategies, I first asked Dr. Aluna Wang how she responds to this affair. And please excuse the muffled quality of my questions. This is unavoidable if wearing an anti-COVID protection mask. Well, I was certainly shocked by this miscarriage of justice. Uh, First of all, in this case, we can see that hundreds of post office workers were falsely accused of theft and false accounting. After this IT system called Horizon was introduced and incorrectly showed shortfalls on the corporate accounts, If the whole story were told as a movie, even the movie critics would think the plot was too implausible. Actually, it's tough for me to fathom why the post office, which was owned by the government, accused so many innocent employees of theft and misreporting rather than question that this IT system may be faulty and malfunctioning. We don't see a single person at the post office, the IT supplier Fujitsu, or in Whitehall, has been truly held accountable for the decisions based on the incorrect information provided by this Horizon system. Well, as you mentioned earlier, I had experience working with audit partners and banking executives in developing intelligent anomaly detection systems. 
Usually, they were highly concerned about the false positives generated by the detection systems because they know that if they rely on this detection system and the system gives too many false positive alarms, they would waste a lot of resources investigating those false positive cases. So, in this sense, false positives can be very costly. But here. In this post office scandal, we see that without rigorous monitoring of the IT system and serious investigations into the alarms raised by the IT system, there could be even more severe costs to the society. Sometimes fact is crazier than fiction.、Huh? Yeah, more than 700 post office workers were wrongfully prosecuted. Their lives and the lives of thousands of others were torn apart. The whole incident made me think more about not only the design and deployment of IT system and AI solutions in general, but also how to manage the risk of using those technological solutions and how to build accountability into those solutions. So, Aluna, with hindsight, what could have been done, do you think, to prevent such errors? It is a scandal that has taken decades to unravel. So, there are undoubtedly many things that could have been done to prevent some of the tragedies.、Uh, I would like to speak more from the risk management perspective. Uh, the post office could have had a clear tone at the top regarding the transparency and integrity of the IT systems. The post office could have conducted a thorough investigation of any potential defects of the Horizon system before signing the contract with Fujitsu and made a robust risk management and monitoring plan of the system after implementing it. Moreover, the post office should have taken its whistleblower more seriously. All in base. Yes,、uh, actually, I like to mention that、uh, over two years ago,、uh, the EU whistleblower protection directive entered into force. So the topics of whistleblower system have increasingly become the focus of public attention. So in this case, we know that this critical whistleblower, Alan Bates. Uh, reported the problems with Horizon System to the post office in the early 2000s, right? More than 20 years ago.、Uh, unfortunately, his reports were not taken seriously, and his contract with the post office was terminated because of his complaints. The whole history of this is absolutely outrageous. Former Conservative Party member Margot James, who was Postal Service Minister between 2016 and 2018, well, and I don't think you should forget the role of Fujitsu in all this as well, because they sold the post office a system that was clearly flawed, and then obviously spent a great deal of effort trying to cover that up and make out to the post office that it was working perfectly all right, and it clearly wasn't. In a statement, the post office apologised for its historical failures and. Said that it supported the overturning of the vast majority of convictions. Those affected now want a full public inquiry. Following today's exonerations and six others in December, it's the most widespread miscarriage of justice in the UK. But 736 people have convictions in total. Many of them still waiting for their day in court, hoping they too can finally prove their innocence. 
And this uh, Fujitsu developed program, which you mentioned, it, it was introduced to the post office uh, network in 1999, 23 years ago. How would you compare such programs that are designed for accounting, transactions and stock taking with those that are being widely used at present? Uh, so first, I would like to point out that the British Post Office planned to replace the Horizon system finally with a more user-friendly cloud-based system. So nowadays, uh, many major firms are using cloud-based enterprise resource planning, which is what we call the ERP systems. Aluna, what is the difference uh, between these systems, uh, the cloud-based system and the uh, more computerized system? Uh, well, the ERP is a more comprehensive software package compared to this Horizon system we were looking at. It supports all of a business processes and operations, including manufacturing, marketing, human resource and accounting. And compared to a locally based system like Horizon, a cloud based one facilitates timely update of information and more informed decision making. Uh, moreover, we see more and more ERP software suppliers are offering those systems with embedded AI to improve efficiency. And many businesses are considering integrating blockchains into their ERP systems to improve uh, the integrity of transaction records. However, adding blockchain technology requires a lot more work in building the infrastructure and collaborating with business partners. But we see this happening. Now, Given the fact that you and your team here at High Paris have been heavily involved in research, are there any programs or anything in your research that you think could have helped the post office avoid such a, a scandal? Mm, I do think, you know, one of the AI solutions I developed with my collaborators can be helpful in this case. So our anomaly detection system is designed for internal audit, risk management and compliance purposes. So when you put accounting data into our detection system, it can assign anomaly scores to each financial transaction and tells you why certain transactions or pattern of transactions are anomalous based on the metadata and the accounting structure of transactions. So in this case, our detection system should be able to detect the changes in transaction patterns after implementing the horizon system and flag many of the incorrect records generated by the horizon systems as highly anomalous. Aluna Wang, how easy is it for you to integrate these systems that you're working on? Uh, well, this algorithm package is very easy to be implemented. Uh, because when we design this system, we focus on making it explainable uh, so this algorithm can connect and build trust with the users and the clients of the users. But still, you know, in this case, we would need the post office management to take the red flags more seriously and investigate accordingly. After all, this miscarriage of justice is not only about a flawed IT system, but also about how the post office deals with it. So how should we ensure accountability and, and the responsible use of AI in organizations in order to prevent such damaging bugs? I mean, I read that in the United States, the GAO or the Government Accountability Office is working on ways 
to use AI responsibly in terms of accountability practices? Yes, the GAO uh, was working on these major steps in regulation concerning uh, building accountability into AI. Uh, so last year, they developed the very first framework to help assure accountability and responsible use of AI systems. Could you describe such accountability frameworks? Uh, if you want me to use my language to summarize this new AI accountability framework, I would say this framework pushes us to think like a software engineer and an auditor at the same time. So when we are building an artificial intelligence for an organization, we're not only building a algorithm, we're building an application package for an organization to solve their problems, to work faster and smarter. This accountability framework defines the basic conditions for accountability throughout the entire AI life cycle, from design and development to deployment and monitoring. Furthermore, when it comes to building accountability, it never hurts to think like an auditor. Mm -hmm. uh, the GAO really anchored the framework in existing auditing and internal control standards. So as an internal auditor myself, I find this framework very helpful and easily adaptable to many sectors. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Tonight, you will discover a brand new center a center on artificial intelligence and data analytics for science, business and society created by HEC Paris and Institut Polytechnique de Paris. Aluna Wang, I'd like to dive deeply into your own research, uh, you and your teams at uh, High Paris. This involves uh, developing machine learning based tools to improve our understanding of accounting data and you're obviously aiming to help firms to detect the anomalies we were talking about uh, earlier. Could you elaborate? Uh, our High Paris Center, uh, it's not only about science, we're actually a center for science, business and society. Uh, we really aim to combine the expertise of people from different fields of specializations to address important questions at the intersection of science, technology and business while developing new education programs and fostering innovation. So I personally would like to put AI research into three categories. Uh, the first one is about AI solutions, which is what you called the intelligent solutions. So for this type of research, we engineer AI solutions to address business and societal problems. Uh, so for example, as I mentioned earlier, my collaborators and I have designed algorithm packages for risk management of financial institutions. So our graph-based machine learning algorithms can be used for anti-money laundering, email communication, monitoring, and fraud detection purposes. And I would like to call the second category AI for social science. Uh, so we can leverage AI techniques to understand better economic phenomena. Uh, for instance, my collaborators and I are currently working on using graph mining techniques to investigate the knowledge spillover in the open source community. And we're also trying to understand how to incentivize our developers to contribute in the high tech community. 
And there's a third category. Yes, I like to call this third category social science for AI. So for this type of research, uh, we can use our social science research methods to examine how AI and digital transformation affect our human behaviors and business models. Uh, my collaborators and I are currently working on analyzing the human algorithm interactions on the social platforms. Uh, we try to figure out how we can design algorithms to improve the information environment on the social platforms. So this involves uh, psychology, sociology, anthropology? Yes, there are so many mechanisms. So right now we're focusing on uh, the economic mechanism, but I could see that a lot of the things can be explained by psychology and sociology mechanisms. Now, you were uh, doing your PhD at Carnegie Mellon, which is famous for its cross-disciplinary uh, research. How are you here building on uh, the very fertile and interesting uh, explorations that you were doing there in terms of research at High Paris? Yes, I very much enjoyed uh, the interdisciplinary research environment offered by Carnegie Mellon University. I learned a lot from my collaborators and I am very fortunate that I can continue my interdisciplinary research with my high Paris collaborators. Uh, so, for example, I can collaborate with uh, researchers, computer scientists from uh, the Polytechnic Institute of Paris on uh, those uh, AI research uh, for social science. For example, as I mentioned, we're investigating the innovation in the open source community. And I also work with uh, our law and tax department colleagues on issues concerning the data privacy and protection regulations. Uh, yes, uh, David Restrepo, one of uh, the yes. stars of the law department here. He is one of my collaborators. Finally, uh, Aluna Wang, um, I, I read that you uh, were also teaching uh, or you did a, a course back uh, in Carnegie that was for the Smart Women Club. I'm intrigued. What did that involve? Oh, yes. Uh, I was really grateful. Uh, those uh, uh, female students at Carnegie Mellon University, they invited me uh, to join their Smart Women Club and to teach them some of the advanced topics in financial statement analysis for investments. So it is really a student club uh, that aims to improve women representation in the finance and high-tech community. It is a girls help girls mission. I do notice that there is positive changes in our finance and high-tech community. There are more and more women interested in uh, topics and problems in this area. I do believe that women should be included in all the important decisions and development in the society. Aluna Wang, thank you very much for your time and very clear explanations. Oh, thank you very much. Aluna Wang, Assistant Professor of Accounting and Management Control at HEC Paris. She's also a chairholder at High Paris Center on Data Analytics and Artificial Intelligence. As we speak, the public inquiry into the UK Post Office Horizon scandal enters its third month. Already a high court judgment said Horizon was not, quote, remotely robust for the first 10 years of its use. The post office has already agreed to pay several million pounds in compensation to the victims. 
Meanwhile, two former Fujitsu workers are under investigation for perjury during the sub-postmaster trials. Well, that's it for this podcast edition of Knowledge at HEC. If you have any comments or questions, please address them to brownd in one word at hec.fr. Goodbye. Eluna Wang, you're...